Welcome to the Millions of Tyrants podcast. I'm your host, John Beadle. Don't forget to share, subscribe, leave us a review. Well, I'm not feeling very good today. I've actually kind of taken a sick day, trying to relax, trying to rest, making some coffee, drinking a lot of water, uh, just trying to get some work done a little bit here, a little bit there. But in the meantime, I just wanted to just take take a moment to talk about a movie that I saw recently that you may have seen or heard about called Glass. Glass, directed and written by the very controversial, divisive M. Night Shyamalan. Now, I don't know if you've ever watched any of his movies. Everybody's heard of The Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense birthed uh, his career in the movie-making world. Um, There's other things that he's done too, but like he's like for instance, little-known fact, M. Night Shyamalan also wrote the script for a movie called Stuart Little, about a cute little mouse named Michael J. Fox. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) It's starring House. House is in it. Hugh Laurie's in it. And um, anyway, so a very talented writer, director. His uh, movies have actually entered into the cultural lexicon. I mean, there are people who have said, I see dead people who have never actually seen the movie. There are quotes from his movies. But undeniably, um, as as I've watched the movies and grown older, and the movies have kind of you know, you've gone back and rewatched them. But my favorite movie of all time by him is Unbreakable. Uh, and, and actually, it's funny because recently my wife and I decided we were going to watch all of the what I call golden age of In Night Shyamalan movie making. And as we watched all these movies from The Sixth Sense all, all the way up until, um, I believe we stopped with uh, The Signs, Signs or The Village, whichever one right before the big, what we'll call the Dark Ages in Knight's career of movie that shall not be named, The Happening Occurred, and The Devil, which nobody's seen except for like me, uh, in a vain attempt to try to discover some sort of like older glory. What, what we both noticed, and we didn't notice as kids, was that not only were they, were they frightening and psychologically thrilling, but they were also deeply emotional, very much connected to relationships, family. And I actually remember my parents allowing us, the first ever scary movie my parents allowed us to watch growing up was Signs, uh, because it had a faith message. I remember just being totally caught up in it and how incredible it was. And then not so long ago, the Lord and I watched The Visit, which is sort of like the comeback of In Night's career. And then we watched, as a result, Split, because we'd heard a lot of great things about that. And of course, it was amazing. At the very end of Split, though, of course, the, the twist is that you, you, you see the camera moving up on this, uh, this cafe. And I immediately, because Unbreakable, Unbreakable is one of my favorite movies, recognized the music playing in the background because it was the theme to Unbreakable. It was the David Dunn theme, okay? And I was like, no way, no way, it's not possible no way and sure enough the camera zooms in as the news plays and it's David Dunn boom we're gonna get a sequel finally and I went and see see the movie and I was kind of nervous to see Glass because all the critics had had just just um been so negative 34% on Rotten Tomatoes I think presently and I thought I don't really want I don't know if I want to see this movie but I have to see it right so we did we saw it and I was just amazed. I was completely blown away by the depth 
and the, and the richness of the characters, uh, by the, the twist, by the plot, by the story, how it subverts the superhero genre while also retaining some of the best pieces of the superhero genre. And so this is spoiler free, by the way, but many people had said that it was great, that it was actually a good movie. All the reviewers that I respect said it was a good movie, but it was the ending was was going to be divisive, and that was the big issue, right? Was the ending, and and so I just decided, you know what? That's M Night Shyamalan, though. Like his endings are divisive. Okay, I liked the ending of the village. I'm not gonna lie, when she hops over that fence and you realize that she's in a protected space, that was awesome. I thought it was great. It was very innovative, very creative. And then when I, whenever I realized that we're in modern day in the village, I went back and watched it again, and it had a whole new depth and richness to it that it didn't have before. The same with The Sixth Sense. This is sort of, this is sort of M. Night's uh, big, big calling card. His movies repay multiple viewings. They really do. Once you know the ending, you can go back, rewatch it, get a whole new layer of meaning behind them. I think there's, there's a, a really good point that... Um, one of the reviewers that I really respect, his name is Chris Stuckman, and he's he's one of those reviewers who is clearly aware of the critical nature of his his role as a, as a reviewer, as a critic, but also very much connected to like the people. Um, a lot of critics aren't connected to the people at all. They don't write for the people. They write just to please themselves, usually their own egos. And so um, it's sort of like the last sort of sort of a, in rare form what Ebert and Roper used to be, uh, which were sophisticated, smart. Good writers, good thinkers, but also uh, critics of the people who thought this movie should be could be enjoyable to, to an audience. A movie is trying to appeal to an audience, and how does it do that? So the audience score is much higher than the Rotten Tomatoes score is, and Chris Duckman understood this. And he also referenced the fact that Rotten Tomatoes actually accepted reviews, negative reviews, um, that hadn't been fully published yet, including his own. When he first did a spoiler-free review of of glass, they Rotten Tomatoes actually took it as his review and put it in the negative category, and that which brought the movie's score down, which frustrated him because in the video he actually said, "I am going to do this again. We watch this movie again and give you a spoiler review. That'll be my full review." And he actually gave the movie a high B, a B rating, but Rotten Tomatoes has him listed under the negative side, which means what is what is going on with reviews today? What are they doing? What is the goal of Rotten Tomatoes? They're not even reading their own reviewer's work to see if it actually matches with the score they're giving it. They have so much power. They have so much sway. I mean, if you get a high uh, score, high percentage on Rotten Tomatoes, you put that you put that on your DVD jacket. That's what you do. You put that up on the advertisement. If you're Paramount or Warner Brothers, you put that up immediately. And so it matters. It totally matters. But I think it actually connects to a broader trend in journalism today, which is get the click, get the eyeballs, not get the facts right, not get the truth. It matters. I think it's even connected. This is this is connected to a broader story that's happening today. But let me just say this right now for all of you, who, all of those those of you who listen and are curious about what I think about this movie. This movie is divisive. The ending is going to be divisive. I did not like the ending, but I liked that I did not like the ending. I liked that the ending subverted my expectations. The whole movie was like that. But it's funny, it's scary, it's full of action, it's full of uh, suspense. It has everything that you would want. 
in an age of overblown, bloated superhero movies like Aquaman and Black Panther, movies that completely just chocked full of their movies with every possible superhero genre film, uh, you know, piece that they could fit in there. Captain America, same thing. Avengers. It is just nice to see a movie that has characters, that has a plot that is not the norm. It is nice. It's very relieving, actually. I'd be surprised if you didn't like it. But don't go in thinking that it's going to be unbreakable or it's going to be split or it's going to somehow resurrect in Knight's uh, career in your mind. Don't go into it like that. Just go in and watch it as a movie on its own. Don't think about the director. director. Don't think about the critics. Just go in and enjoy it. Let me know what you think. And that's my coffee. It's ready. Hope you have a good day.